This episode has been brought to you in part by Canderell and Kingset Capital. Coming soon, affordable luxury condominium living at 908 St. Clair West. Nestled into a vibrant, one-of-a-kind neighborhood, 908 St. Clair West is a modern treasure, offering a sophisticated lifestyle inspired by St. Clair Village and prestigious Forest Hill. Register today at 908stclairwest.com. It was in December when I was yeah. at recess when that kid's brother sent him the article saying, quote, Israel doesn't exist. So this was from like the Guardian. Yeah, someone, yeah, there's like... Yeah, I mean, that's like, like, that's more like, yeah. you know, um, anti-Israel. But then the, the highlight there, was that a repeated episode or was that I'm just once? Pretty sure it was twice. That is the actual Jewish teenager from Toronto's Charles H. Best Middle School, describing a series of upsetting incidents that he's experienced in the last few months. The board, the principal, even Jewish groups call it anti-Semitism. There's talk of it being called a hate crime. They've launched an investigation. They're bringing in training. The kids who did it are facing consequences. And certainly what happened to their son definitely angered his parents, Dr. Yaniv and Shira Berliner. But they're now convinced that at least some of the swastika in the classroom, and maybe even the Heil Hitler salutes, were, in their words, just tomfoolery and ignorance by a bunch of teenagers who didn't understand the significance of what they were doing. That's why even though at first the couple thought it was a good idea to report it to the school, now with all the attention these incidents have sparked, the Berliners are conflicted about the impact it's having on the school, on the boys, and on the neighborhood. So they're speaking out publicly about their experiences to the CJN Daily. It's very I have really mixed feelings about it because I really feel like there it was just not intentional to cause... Yeah, I think, it, I, think it was pure, I think it was definitely pure stupidity. Pure yeah. stupidity. I think if these kids thought, I think they just don't know that it causes a visceral response. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Thursday, February the 10th, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Shira Berliner says it took her son a few days to tell her what had been happening in his school. It came out when they were driving somewhere in her car and he spilled the beans. Her son is one of two or three Jewish students in the class, and this is the first time anything like it has happened to him. He did attend a private Jewish school before switching to the public system during the pandemic. They also say the case wasn't handled in a way they were comfortable with. And if you didn't hear yesterday's episode with parts of the story, make sure to listen for the background. Coming up, the Berliners and their son will be here with their side of things. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I'm Karen Mock in Toronto, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. An NDP member of Parliament from Edmonton wants Ottawa to carefully study the recent report by Amnesty International, which calls Israel's treatment of the Palestinians as apartheid. The MP, Heather McPherson, spoke in the House of Commons Wednesday. She said Canada should stop selling weapons to Israel and ban buying products from the territories, which she says Israel occupies. McPherson says Canada has the obligation to stand up for human rights. Israel and other countries and some Canadian Conservative members of Parliament, including Marty Morantz and Melissa Lansman, have dismissed the amnesty report as anti-Semitic. The Liberals have not taken a public position and neither have the NDP. 
And joining me now from Toronto are Shira and Dr. Yaniv Berliner and their son. And they've asked us not to disclose his name, just his voice. Can you describe what you know about what happened? So it was a couple weeks ago, our son, I guess we were in the car or something, and, and he just said, yeah, something, something really weird happened the other day at school. I don't know. And he said that he kind of didn't know how to feel about it. Um, he said he, some kids got his attention and he turned around and there were two kids in their seats giving the Hail Hitler salute and saying, oh, we're just, we're just asking the teacher a question. And so I said, how did it make you feel? And he said, oh, at the time I was just like, I was just fuming inside. And uh, like I wanted to get up and like hit them, but I didn't want to disrespect the class or cause a scene. So I just kind of like got back to my work and ignored it. And uh, we were thinking like, do we want to report it? Do we want to talk to the teachers? Their school has a bit of an issue with calling people snitches. That's kind of this culture of if you go to a teacher, then you're called a snitch. So we decided there's, you know, doing nothing. We can't just do nothing. And so he said that he would talk to them himself and say, you know, I don't ever do that again. I, I don't like it. I'm, I got really mad or at least confront them. And so he did to one of the students who he's actually friends with. But the other student, who's actually a really complete acquaintance in the class, he never confronted. So then, anyway, we just kind of went on. And then last, and then maybe like a couple weeks later, um, he was working on his own in class. And some kids were working in a group. So there was like a group of kids working with these like cubes that you put together. And it was after the protests in Ottawa, and then they got his attention. It was after Holocaust Remembrance. And so he, he turned around to look, and a student was holding up like this object that they had fabricated out of these, they're called linking cubes, and it's like a geometry um, tool that they use in class. And a student was, was holding it up, correct? And... He just like went into kind of shock and he said that, yeah, he kind of froze really. And um, he's like, oh, I don't want to tell you because I don't want to make a big deal. I don't want to like, he's like, cause I know people will get suspended for this. And like, oh, I don't want to go through that. And we're like, well, we have to, like, we have to tell. Like, this is affecting your ability to learn, right? Like, you know. So, okay. so, so at this point, we're not clear if this is hateful. Yeah. Both incidents. When they made the swastika, it was a substitute teacher. Oh, yeah. Right? So, kind of a circus, right? And um, credit needs to be given. One of the boys uh, saw this and broke up the swastika. Uh, it was a group of, let's say, four to six kids. So at this point, we're left with there's some hateful symbolism at the very least, and he's he's upset by it. So we wrote a letter to his teacher, who's very yeah. excellent, and we wrote a letter on Thursday evening. Yeah. 
and 5.50 on Friday morning, she responded and forwarded to the principal. Um, she was also made aware before of the Heil Hitler salute, which was the preceding episode. So um, that's kind of how it came to be, is that there were these hateful incidents and we felt like something had to be done about it. But we weren't sure if it was tomfoolery or if it was hate. So, but I felt like it still needed to be like discussed as a class. I felt like there was like a gap in their like in their thinking that sort of they were fooling around making interesting shapes and uh i mean they definitely made a swastika on purpose but um yeah we we just thought it needed to have some like some connection between the role of images images and their visceral response right? so let me let me step in here for a second so has the school uh your child had any holocaust training as a class or anti-racism training i mean they're in grade eight now right so yeah they that sure week, have, that they've Monday. had a lot they've had a lot but like has it specifically yeah they've had like they've had holocaust like they had holocaust education the week before mm -hmm. so it's come out the tdsb jewish organizations have come public about it there was a press conference how has this spiraled and how do you feel about this basically you weren't happy with how it was dealt with within the school because you yeah. weren't able there, to tell your whole story before it went berserk there was zero communication to yeah. us like yeah. we basically were not communicated with at all anytime we called we called several times we were told it's being it's under investigation and um so that was on Friday. Friday. On Friday, about 3.30 p.m., she called my phone and said, hi, I'd like to have your son come in uh, as part of the investigation on Monday morning. He doesn't have to stay at school if he's not comfortable, but come in to be uh, to talk to me on Monday. And I said, okay, I'll join him. And uh, she said, no, you can't join because of uh, COVID. And I said, okay, I'll zoom, I'll zoom in. And she responded that she prefers to do investigations without parents. And I said, well, like, he's pretty upset about this. And um, I feel like this, like, I feel like, like my husband or I are the right people to, to be there. And she said, well, I prefer to conduct my interviews without parents. So it just became this. And then I just said, you know what, I am really uncomfortable with this. I was uncomfortable. Uh, I think I have to go to the superintendent. And she said, go, you know, go right ahead. And I just said, okay, goodbye. Like I was, I was fuming. And that was it. That was the last time we heard. The TDSB released a letter to all the parents, yeah, which they, I feel like they should have asked us first or had us look at it. Yeah, they didn't ask us anything. Yeah. I just got a bunch of messages. Yeah. You're on the news. No, no, that was for, no, no, but the yeah. letter. Yeah. They should have, they should have got us to see the letter before sending it out so there is it's caused a trust issue yeah like now i i feel like forget i'm not going to tell you anything i'll just go through like text messages to get people's phone numbers and call myself yeah forget it i'm never going to the administration so then through a mutual friend um we heard that the boy that held up the swastika is uh, ravaged by grief about what he did, um, that it doesn't represent his family at all, 
that he has an aunt who is Jewish and cousins who are Jewish. So we were upset that um, this boy now has gone through yeah. this investigation. They called his house and they spoke to his dad and they said, we're investigating your son for a hate crime. So certainly there was no hate crime here. He's like a little stupid. This was stupid, yeah. but it wasn't done with hate. And that's what we, that was our initial intention is to mm -hmm. figure out what's going on here. Is it hate or is it just like immaturity or, yeah. or carelessness? And clearly it, it looks like it's carelessness mm -hmm. for the most part. Like we don't know all, we, we know a couple of the kids involved in this and they're feel very bad about this. Uh, I hear you pulled your son out of school for a while. We thought that with our son leaving school, it would cause less drama, but then it ended up causing more drama. It was like this other kid was being targeted as saying, you know, someone's leaving school because of you. And so then we said, you know what, that was the wrong, like leaving was probably the causing more drama. So then we pulled back and asked our son if he can be brave and just go back and deal with it. And I think we can be part of the solution to bringing the community back together. So I what comes next now? What's What do you want to happen next? Okay, what do you want to happen next? Well, I'm going back to school tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. I probably just want everything to blow over, right? The kid that did it apologized. He feels yeah. super guilty. That's the most they can do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. This was not this kid's intention, right? Like it was, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been blown out of proportion. This was not the response that we wanted. But the, the, the question of the, the Heil Hitler, that's still pending. Mm, I think we're just going to leave that. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I mean, I, we're afraid, I'm afraid, yeah, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid yeah. to like cause too much negative attention i don't know like i would just i think it yeah i think I, I think i would just call his dad or something i'm very sorry that um this has happened this way but um you know there have been the jewish community has been the target of the most hate crimes in uh any of other ethnic groups right you know that so you know the fact that this has happened just happened to you uh, but it's been happening since basically May and September, three or four times a week at all kinds of reports in the TDSB and schools across Ontario. So, you know, the fact that you put a face to it is very, very important and, and courageous. So I, I really appreciate you sharing the stories with us. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Martin Ginsherman in Thornhill, Ontario. He wrote in to say that he was upset about our episode covering the truckers' protest. Thanks for writing in and telling me about your experiences going shopping in your neighbourhood while knowing that some people may not be vaccinated. And we'll end the episode with an update on a story I mentioned earlier in the week about that new private member's bill being introduced in Parliament that would ban Holocaust denial. Well, on Wednesday, Conservative MP from Saskatoon, Kevin Waugh, rose in the House of Commons to explain why he was introducing the bill. It passed first reading, but it's still got a long way to go. From early 1941 to spring of 1945, 
Six million Jewish children, women, and men were murdered in a state-sponsored genocide we now remember as the Holocaust. Holocaust distortion, denial, anti-Semitism must be confronted with the strongest opposition and condemnation. Ignorance fuels intolerance. We must continue to teach the truths of the past. Education is the safeguard of history. We must face history with courage and boldly call out and confront intolerance whenever it exists. Pack passage of this bill will protect the truth. Thank you, Mr. Speaker.